Good morning, Holly. Well, good morning. I feel very good because I'm talking to some of my favorite people and being real normal. So that's always good. What? Oh, man, that's sweet. Thank you, Thank Holly. You. You're one of our favorite people, too. We've known each other yeah. for a very long time. I know, I know. Can you believe this? I mean, is this just the craziest story you've ever heard? It is. I've never seen someone seem so positive about a cancer diagnosis. Well, it is what it is. Right. I guess that's my personality. I, I, uh-huh. you know, A, B, C, and D, I go through it. So, um, like Mike says, you can't go around it. You have to go through it. So, no, I'm, yeah. it's, not a great, it's not a great diagnosis, but I think I'm in the right place. Right. Hopefully, I'm helping people along the way, and that's sort of how I've decided to approach everything. Yeah. After we got out of shock, which I'm not so sure we're out of shock, but, you know, it is what it is. And Right. Can, let's t- take us through it. Like, what happened that you knew something was off and you needed to call your doctor? Well, it's a crazy story. I had five days of symptoms. We were at the Grand Hotel in Point Claire, and it was I've always been a huge eater, so I was eating all these big meals, and <laughs> but my stomach would get distended at the end of the night, and I'd go, something's wrong. My stomach is just so uncomfortable. And then I'd go walk the next day, be fine, and then I'd do it again. And I even was looking for something like salad or something healthier because I thought, I'm just eating too big of meals. And then I started this belching, which I've never belched before. It was like this. And this was on a Wednesday. I got back in town Saturday. I cooked dinner for a Saturday night, and it happened again Saturday night. So Sunday I didn't eat. I called my doctor Monday morning. Mm -hmm. So you have to realize my symptoms only were a distended stomach and this belching that sort of smelled like rotten eggs. And, I, you know, and then it sort of would go away. Yeah. So I called uh, my gastro doctor and he said, are you throwing up? Are you this or that? No, not doing any of that. So they did blood and a stool sample. I was very aggressive saying something's wrong. And I always have told my kids, you're always responsible for your own body. You always have to... Uh, and I think the bat, that's some of the best advice I give anyone. If you think something's wrong, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone says, go for it. I knew right. something was weird. Yeah. So went, you know, he did test. And then we were going to Dallas. To We have a second home in Dallas, so we were going to Dallas. And we went there. And he said, you need an ultrasound. The test came out fine. He said, some, oh, your liver's fine. I thought, oh, good. This could have meant something with my liver. Yeah. So we go to Dallas. And I find a doctor here to go get an ultrasound. I mean, it's just... Crazy story because then my brother-in-law passes away unexpectedly in Baton Rouge. So I don't get the ultrasound here. I come back to Baton Rouge and I go call my doctor Monday morning and I say, something's still not right. I just am not feeling good. I can't eat. I can't even drink my wine at night. I said, Mm -hmm. something is not right. My other brother-in-law was in town from Denver who is a brilliant GP and he was like, Mm -hmm. I'm coming over to look at you. Nobody had stomach cancer on the table. Nobody. So right. he goes and does a ultrasound, and he said, "Your calls him back and says your lining of your stomach is thickened." He said, "But that could mean you didn't eat or anything." So he said, "Let's do a scope on you in the morning." I said, uh-huh. "Well, it's my brother-in-law's funeral." He said, "Well, if you'll meet me at six forty-five in the morning, we'll do a scope." So you see how mm. aggressive I was right. with my whole approach. Yeah. I said, oh "Okay." Gosh. So I put makeup on because you know how you're loopy after that. <laughs> and um, yep. he walks in after the scope, and he said. You have stomach cancer. Now, luckily, if you're going to get told you have stomach cancer, it's a great time when you're still loopy because I made some kind of joke. Well, that's a kick in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we were like, what? I mean, he said I showed it to several colleagues and your stomach was so full of food, I couldn't really get a biopsy and get good enough into it. And uh, 
but we're sure it's stomach cancer. So, I mean, I thought maybe I had a blockage. My sister thought maybe I had an ulcer. My husband, we were just, and my daughter, fortunately, had come in for the funeral. So Mm -hmm. she was there with us, uh, my San Francisco daughter. So it was that quick. And had I not had to go back and forth, I might have been diagnosed a week sooner because I was on such a fast track because something was not wrong. Five days of symptoms. Wow. That's fast. Huh. That's so fast. what is, now that you're into the diagnosis, what is the actual prognosis? Well, with stomach gastric cancer, um, it's not a good cancer to have, but uh, I feel like I'm in the right place at MD Anderson because they're one of the specialists in gastric cancer, and right. they look over it. So my cancer, I beat all the odds, unfortunately. I go against the odds, you know. So Well, that's good. So what, you want it to well, be that way. Fortunately. <laughs> yeah. I, I am, yeah. am going to be against the odds with this woman beating stomach cancer, but it wasn't in my lymph nodes and one in my organs. So it shouldn't have been. They said 90% chance it wouldn't be in the stomach wash around it, okay. but it was, the little microscopic cells. Okay. So my protocol is, here I am, the queen of food, has a feeding tube. So... Mm. Um, but that's a good thing because, you know, when you're going through chemo, you don't feel well. And I always have nourishment. I lost a little weight in the beginning. And as you all know, I'm in very good health. And yeah. they said that will help me along the way for sure. But I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. So the feeding yeah. tube, you know, keeps me nourished. The feeding tube is cookie. So oh, I will yes. have this through the hoe out. And I'll have um, four months of chemo. And they said, and I can't really eat, which... At one all? of the harder things for me. Can you imagine, y'all? It's the, no, you know, the queen of food. Mm. I mean, I just like, oh, I can't, and I barely don't want to cook because then I smell the food and eat. And mm-hmm. right. But I'm getting to eat cream of wheat, a little potato. We made potato soup for my cancer cookbook, okay. so I had that. And Good. starting, the way to see if it's getting better is really clinically. So it's four months of chemo, and then I will go into these clinical trials at MD Anderson because it was outside of the stomach, so it's a, you know, uh, stage four and with the clinical trials they said i'm just a perfect candidate for it and then they do this high pec it's heated chemotherapy in you and then if all that goes well i will have a complete gastrectomy which is the complete removal of your stomach however you can eat without a stomach what yes so that's the grand finale if I'm fortunate enough to have it. That's yes. the <sighs> best scenario for me. That's crazy. And you can eat without a stomach. It, from what I understand, it's sort of like when you've had gastric bypass, okay. that you just eat a bunch of small meals. It sort of takes over your day. And the bright side is I'll never have a weight problem. So we never have to worry about that. <laughs> you never yeah. were going to have a weight problem. Yeah. That's so crazy to me. Oh, the that whole thing is sort of uh, But, you know, anybody listening... You know, just because you get a stage four diagnosis, the way I look at that, that is just a number. Mm -hmm. And we're all out there to have a positive attitude, do what you're supposed to do, and all cancers can fight. And I heard something on TV the other day that resonated with me, and I'm going to have to learn this. It said it's people now living with cancer or managing cancer because, you know, it could always pop up somewhere else, and it seems to do some, you know, Mm -hmm. celebrity did that. And then you deal with it. So I think it's a new life that we're all entering in. And, you know, I'm going to beat this. It's not an easy journey. It's a def- definitely a challenging journey. I put it all on my blog, and I hope to educate people along the way. And um, and they have told me, you know, my physical being and healthy eating is going to help me along this journey. Right. You know, why did it happen? I was zero risk factors. 
yeah. five days of symptoms. I don't go there. It is what it is, what it, it is what it is, and as my husband says, you have to go through it. You can't go around it. This is a good week because I'm off of chemo. Chemo wipes me out, yeah. and I, you know, don't feel good. And but I, you know, trying to keep pushing forward. We'll be chemo number three uh, this coming Friday. So and then I'll be a third way down. So we're getting there. When you uh, reach the point where you have the the gastroectomy or whatever it is, the room, you know, down the road when 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 you're without a stomach. Are you going to still be able to eat rich stuff, or is it going to be kind of bland? Well, uh, now, Sam, you know, I didn't eat rich stuff anyway. I took trim. Well, I know it's trim and terrific, oh, yeah. No, no, I, they joked, they joked, and, uh, you know, I've showed this on Caring Bridges. I wanted a burger so bad, and when I went into the first surgery, they did exploratory surgery, uh, did a feeding tube, and put my port in. I said to them, I want a burger before they put me to sleep. Of course, I don't remember saying that, but they said I was telling them I was craving a burger. So, yeah, now, honestly, they say I should be able to eat. You know, everybody's stomach or body reacts differently. Mm -hmm. I should be able to eat if I want a burger. Now, maybe I eat just a fourth of it, and then I go back and eat another fourth later. I think it's a bunch of small meals. So some people don't react as well to sugar, and some people don't react. It's a big surgery, the stomach, the gastrectomy, and then I will have to stay in Houston for three weeks. I'll keep this feeding tube the whole time, uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, because then you have to start easing food back into your system. Right. Start, I think, like with applesauce. And they say in six months you should be able to eat 70% of what you were eating before. That's great. So I don't know. Like right now, I could only eat low-fat and... Um, no fiber. In fact, I said I had this great potato soup recipe, and the dietitian said, "Well, potato soup's high in fi- fat." I said, "Well, go look at the cookbooks I just gave you. Everything I do, <laughs> <laughs> I'll show <laughs> you." High fat. Yeah, that nutritionist so I, has never met anyone like you. Yeah, that's right. No, I, right. So no I'm way. like, I want to cook. What can I make? So, right. hopefully, as the here's something interesting about my stomach cancer. It's in the lining of the stomach, so it's diffused in the lining, so it's not this, so they explain your stomach works like a washing machine, mm-hmm. so mine isn't processing food. Now, y'all know I've always said I'm a big eater, I don't think y'all have seen me eat, but anybody <laughs> knows, and so the good thing in life is I've probably eaten more of my portions than I should have eaten for many, many years, oh. and when they had to do one of the uh, endoscopies on me the last time, I had not eaten in a month. And they took out nine baskets of food, they said. What? Nine sitting in my stomach. What are you so talking about? What? throwing away for the winter, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Wow. <laughs> uh, so I see. That's why you say your stomach's not functioning. And that's why you not became doing, distended. Right. Every time you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's why right now I could start cream of wheat, but just a half a cup at a time. And someone said, cream of wheat. I said, oh, my God, it tastes like a filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in your mouth, you know, yeah. and, and animal crackers. And I said, no, yeah. every, anything I could eat is just. Um, but as the tumor shrinks or diffuses into my stomach, clinically, they said I should be able to start eating more and more. Mm-hmm. So right now, my feeding tube, um, and I'm getting ready to put something that, about that on my blog. It's very interesting because I was 24-7, which means you have to haul it around with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you accelerate the rate, so I have to do two and a half hours during the day and then ten and a half hours at night when I'm sleeping. Now, I sleep sitting up, 
you know, uh, Mike, my husband, y'all know Mike, says, I need a seatbelt. I have to sleep sitting up because of the acid reflux, which I never had before. Right. So it's a whole, you know, it's it's not easy. It's challenging. But, you know, I know I could do it. And um, when and you feel good after your five or six days of feeling bad, you know, there's so many people that have been through chemo and understand what I'm saying. And we're all in that sorority, fraternity, whatever we are together. And you have to have a positive attitude and you have to be willing to fight and ignore the numbers and go for it because nobody knows what anybody's own body, how it's going to respond to you. Right. And you have options. There's so many options now. Nowadays, with gastric cancer, they feel the way to do is do the chemo. And if I would have qualified with radiation, they'd have done that. But now we'll do this heated chemo. They do a surgery and put it in your stomach. Um, what you take one day at a time because if you look at it all on a you know the calendar you know my if I'm fortunate enough to have the gastrectomy it probably wouldn't be till February or March I bet you know mm-hmm. by the time that's all done so uh, you know it's so funny you know with my cookbook Eating Well Through Cancer I used to always tell people you have a year of hell and you hope you're okay mm-hmm. and it's very different because now I'm living what I told people and I know that book has helped so many people and I know I will. I know what's in it, I guess, so I don't have to turn to it, but um, as anything in life we experience, when you go through it yourself, it takes a whole complete turn. Yeah, right? Right. Right. But I'm okay, and I love being here. I'm going to share my... 12 dips at Christmas, and, uh, <laughs> and you're going to still be stuck with hearing me talk about all my recipes and, uh, well, you, and everything else. You've been part of the Murphy, Sam, and Jody family since 1995, which is hard to believe. Um, and you know, you're one of the most focused, determined people I think that we know, Holly. I mean, you're, you're, you're self-made at what you've done. You started out with a vision with your first trim and terrific book, and you know, I mean, you've you've accomplished so much i guess what i really admire about this is taking your own story and and turning it back to others who may benefit from it is really courageous and and positive well i don't thank you but i don't know any other way to do it but my goal in life is to be able to make a difference in people's lives and how they eat and whatever and maybe that's why i was given this journey is to be able to share it with everyone else and hopefully give everybody hope and show you know we all go through different challenges in life, and we can't choose our destiny, And but we sure could. I read a quote the other day, and it was so, I, I wish I'm not good at repeating things, but it was something like, we all know we're going to be given challenging times. That's a given. But it's what you do, get up and do with those times is what makes a difference. Right. And Absolutely. I think that's what's important, that anybody listening out there, when you, it's a dire time. It's not easy. It's challenging. But you have to, you know, put those feet in front of you, walk and say, I'm going to do this. And we're all going to look back when I'm eating that fourth of a burger or half of a <laughs> burger or whatever I'm eating and say, wow, I'm done. So that's that's really my goal. And, um, you know, I have my new men's cookbook that just came out. So, um, you know, I, I, I was a little disappointed because I was planning on, you know, promoting that this fall. So, you know, things change and we take a little turn in life as we do but it's okay everything's okay I, i'll tell you the, the good part is my kids are coming in my kids are in san francisco new york and dallas mm-hmm. and my san francisco daughter's practically keeps coming back i can't get rid of her yeah. <laughs> my husband has been you know it's hard on the caregivers it really is i see that you know my husband's beside himself because he's an attorney and can't fix it 
Uh, we've been married 39 years. You know, so I have a wonderful, wonderful support and family unit. We're living with my sister in Houston, so I'm fortunate she's there. Mm-hmm. So I have an incredible, incredible support group, which I think is so important for anybody going through such a challenging time. Well, Thank you, Holly. We're, we're here for you. And, we'll uh, you we'll promote your book for you. <laughs> That's right. Relax. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Oh, yeah, right. It's a good one. The guys' yeah. cookbook. We've already been cooking out of it at my house. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Well, you know, when y'all called, and it's true, I've been with them when I used to have to go over train track and... And Murphy and Sam were there doing everything by hand, and when Jody first started, so right, I have been right. with y'all yeah. longer than anybody. I think y'all, you know, I would say I that's so true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I you, mean, I feel like a part of your team, and y'all have always made me feel like a part of your team. More importantly, and I'm proud of y'all because how y'all have grown from one station to God knows how many stations now, and thank you. y'all have had a vision and worked hard to make it happen. And well, thank you. Um, we all, you know, we all want to make a difference, and y'all surely have in the world of radio for sure. Well, it all started with a seven-layer dip. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was there in person, Sam, it would end with a seven-layer dip. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you know, I always are y'all forgiving me. I'm not bringing food and doing the show. Uh, absolutely oh, fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Please take uh, well, care of thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share my story, and hopefully, you know, if anybody wants to contact me, has any questions, they could do it, you know, through my blog or Facebook or whatever. You know, I'm yeah. easy to find for sure. Okay. Well, let us know oh, if we can do anything for you. Oh, and Bridge. My daughter's written the whole journey up there, and she is just, I tell you, she needs to quit her day job and start writing. She's oh, yeah? She's made it really entertaining and fun. Nice. Well, thank you, mm-hmm. Holly. Take care well, of you. We're going to keep you in our prayers. And if there's thank any, you. I'll take that. If there's anything that you need from us, whatever you need from yeah, us, here. don't hesitate to call. So, well, you're sweet. Texas. Thank yeah. you. And just keep those prayers coming. I am taking them all for sure. <laughs> you <laughs> got Holly. it. Thanks, Holly. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.